Welcome to another edition of Real Hardball Talk with my man Ty Harrington. Ty Harrington is a lifetime. Ty Harrington is a lifetime Longhorn. He's a former Bobcat head coach, the all-time winningest coach in Texas Bobcat history, uh, all-conference. Just one of the great guys that is out there. And we always like to talk to Ty because number one, he's always going to make fun of me. <laughs> number two, number two, he's going to keep it one hundred. <laughs> number three, he's going to make fun of me. Yeah, well, the good news is for you is that I, it was hot enough out there today as I was still waiting out by the mailbox for the mailman to drop off my hardball hard hat that, you know, doesn't seem to exist. Or if it does, everybody else has one and I don't. And you must just run out of those hats. It's, 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 it's sold is, out. It's a hot, it's a hot commodity. I know it is, but the good news is, is for my neighbors was that I didn't even bother walking out my t-shirt and boxers this morning and drinking coffee, waiting for it. I didn't want to embarrass anybody. It was too hot. So I just got up, took my kids to school instead. I'm tired of waiting on it. I'm convinced, I'm convinced <laughs> that you guys aren't going to send it to me. That's all, all it is. And then I look across there today. The only good news is today, you got your snake hat on today. Totally respect. I've got one of those as well. And... I would reciprocate and put on either my Kishnik hat or my Greg Swindell hat. But when I moved into this new house, I have no idea where I put them. I think they're in my man cave in the garage, all boxed up somewhere. So I have no idea. And so at some point in time, when I get enough time to break all that down, I'll probably find that hat just about the time it's football season and no longer baseball season, but it is what it is. And so I'm uh, about to tell you, you what. You can still wear it. You can still wear it because it looks like the Texas Longhorns. Might be playing a long time this year, so you'll have time to dig it out. No, I believe you're right. Let me tell you what, you're segueing right into that, I'm anxious to watch, and it's going to get started here in a little bit. I mean, <laughs> the truth be known, for all a million fans that are out there listening to our podcast right now. Million and was, one, Coach. Million I was ready one. to go. I was ready to do do this thing yesterday morning at six o'clock in the morning, but you were too busy snoring and sleeping. So we weren't able to get it done. And so we had to wait till this afternoon, which is right before the tech is about to start. That's right. That's and right. So I am fired up. Let me tell you what I'm fired up about tonight. I got my kids tonight. We're going to eat dinner. They don't know it yet. We're going to eat dinner and we're going to watch the Longhorns on one TV screen. I'm going to split the screen in another one and watch the, the Bobcats play. And I'm going to split the screen in another on my computer and watch whoever else I want to watch. And it's going to be a great night of, of college baseball because, hey, man, this is it. We're getting – we in it. To, we in it. No, earlier we were in it to win it. Now we're we're in it to end it here before too long. No who's going to be alive to, to keep moving forward? And first of all, you know – for Texas State, they come off a rough weekend last weekend, man. Georgia State, who was the record was not very good. But I'm going to be honest with you. I watched Friday, game one. They played a doubleheader on Friday. I didn't get to do the Saturday game because they moved it up. And then we did the Sunday game. I'm going to tell you what, Georgia State bullpens, ERA coming in was above seven, or close to eight. They gave up, I think, two earned runs in 14 or 16 innings of relief. And, and they, you know, now they would show little dinks in there and, and walk a guy, hit a guy, but you know, they, they did, they made every play they had to make. They did everything they had to do and they won. And, uh, you know, I mean, for whatever reason, I mean, it wasn't like Texas state went out there and played terrible. They did. They didn't have like a gross amount of errors. 
They didn't have a gross amount of walks and just the game every once in a while, you, you can get beat if you don't go beat somebody. And if you don't play at a higher level than them, and it's, it's certainly what happened this past weekend. And But throughout all of that, they start tonight at Coastal in a three-game set. And if they sweep Coastal, they could still limp a two-seed and, and maybe even in the, in the West. And if things fall their way and everything they want is still in front of them. And, that's so uh, crazy to me, though, stuff. Coach. That's, I mean, that's I amazing because the year that they've had, the ups and the downs, the highs yeah. and the lows, the, the trials and tribulations, however you want to say it. Yeah. You know, when I look at Texas State, they 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 were trending in the right direction. They had their, their moments yeah. where it was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then they're starting to find their rotation. They're starting to find their pitching. And then they got a chance to – like you said, they may limp into a number one or yeah, two seed. That's crazy enough. I think it would be a two. I think there's like this really, really, really outside chance they could end up a one on the West. But it's all coming down to starting tonight. And there'll be, you know, everybody's making the tournament. It's pool play for the first time, which is going to be a little bizarre, but works in Texas State's favor because you really only got to win four games. In a double elimination tournament, sometimes you go win five and six, and they're going to have to just win four. And so, I think it could fall into their favor. Um, there were some good things that came out of it. Reese Gould, who's been hurt for about a month, came in and relief. He, he was a guy I really kind of thought might be their Tuesday starter this year. And uh, started some games for me in 19 as a freshman. And uh, But he'd been injured. He came back. He threw good in relief this weekend. It was a bright spot. And uh, and then the rest of it was just kind of watching, you know, everybody else play and whatever else was going on in, in, in the Sun Belt and whatever else was going you know, Big 12, because Texas was out. I know that's something you want to talk about. And, um, man, it's, it's always – if I if I was a member of the NCAA and I truly had the, the, the student-athletes in mind, somehow I would work really hard to organize a way where they don't play any games during the week of finals. Zero. Like, zero. Not and, and what historically, you know, early in my career here, we would take that weekend out and not play. And then it got where we couldn't do it. We're trying to get the 56 games in that 14 weeks and, uh, and you're forced to, to not be able to do that. But if everybody's really being fed, it, it, it's, it's so hard to do both. Honest to goodness. You got one. So you're playing great. Right. And you don't want to, you know, miss your time on the field practice wise. And, or if you're playing bad, you want to go put more time in, or if you're struggling in a class and you, I mean, it just is a, it's a really tough, tough, and for coaches, it's really tough because you, you don't know how much they're putting in on their efforts, on their studies. You're worried about that. You're worried about their time away from the field. You had momentum. You had all these things going your way, I'm sure, which is, I'm sure, what Coach Pierce was, probably went through his head a little bit. It's got to. They, they cut, what, the, the Texas Southern game in half and didn't finish it. Then you go into finals. You don't play that weekend. You come out on Tuesday trying to play rice on Tuesday and can't do it because of the weather. And uh, and so the next, you know, live uniform they're going to see, different colored jersey, is going to be for the conference championship, which I think they got a chance to win this weekend starting the night with West Virginia. So I, wanna, I wanted to get into the mind of the head coach. And, and, and we'll, we'll progress to that point as we go along because – I want you to give me your locker room pregame speech in a weekend like this because you have won a conference yep. title 
you know, Coach Pierce is trying to win that. But as I look at the way things are playing out for the University of Texas and the things that have gone on, I want you to take me into the psyche of what you think your team is going through right now. You just laid it out. They they missed or uh, shortened the game against Texas Southern last week. Then they have finals. Then they were coming back to play Rice. I got a chance to listen to Coach Pierce speak on um, the horn this morning with Bucky yep. and Aaron, and he was talking about the fact that they got a chance to have a true inner squad because they called the game early enough to let afterwards you know teams to know they don't come in because the weather is going to be bad, which it ended up being awful. But they got yep. a chance to play inner squad, a real intense inner squad. He talked, he led to this, his leadership amongst his older players, but he also talked very highly of his young players taking that professional approach. And Ty, I know people think it's cliche. Um, I know as a head coach, you got to find ways to humble a very, very hot team. I mean, if you take into consideration last year's team where the season was cut short to where they are today, the Texas Longhorns are 52 and 12. Yeah. 52 and 12. So how do you humble your team? And what was said was people get tired of bringing it back to opening weekend. And you and I have talked about it, <laughs> but it's a mantra in which they're using to yeah. keep the team humble. When does that wear off? I don't, I don't know if it's working. Why let it wear off? Right. I mean, I, you, you legitimately could, you, <laughs> he might have had it set up where they walked into the locker room today at two 30 for their pregame meal. And, and the video was playing of the first game they played in that tournament also. Right. <laughs> I, right. I mean, seriously, right. You, you, you're looking for any kind of edge, right? Cause you, they've got a, a mature team. I agree. I, I think I've been so impressed with their emotions uh, during games. They don't get too high, too low. They kind of, they kind of stay the same, right? Like a really professional team. Um, I, I think that you, I got a lot of former players that if they were listening in, a lot of guys that I played with at Texas, when I say what I'm about to say, they're going to throw up on themselves. But <laughs> that, it, that that inner squad game on Tuesday might be the most inter, important inner squad game they played in a very long time. Because ironically, when they were, when everybody was trying to figure out what I was coming to the game or not too, to be honest with you, and I was calling some friends of mine because I was going to meet uh, some guys up there and actually go sit with Dan Brown again. And I, I was trying to find out and figure And then in my mind, I went, you know what? It's not going to shock me if he calls this game off and then they see a window and they jump in there and play an inter-squad game. He knows that if I call the game off right now, I could play right now. Right. And that's probably what he did, just knowing that he knew how important that Tuesday was for him. And Have his you done team. that before? Have you oh, done absolutely. that before? Yeah. Absolutely. No question about it. You don't know. I mean, people really don't know just how important that that inner squad game is and those live reps, live, you know, getting to see something live, whatever it might be. The advantage, it, now, I, I will say this. I, I do think David's going to do an unbelievable job. Of keep, I think that team is going to keep themselves inspired, truthfully. I I, I, I do. I have to watch. I'm going to be surprised if they don't play at a high level emotionally. doesn't mean physically, but since they've had some time off, it couldn't happen. But I'm talking about emotionally, and you'll be able to tell by their approaches to the game and their approaches to the baseball. But I, I, I just think that it could help a guy like Madden 
um, to take catch your breath. Man, you get down to the end of this season. I, I, there have been times where we got down to the very last weekend going into the tournament. Our kids were so tired because we were pushing so hard for for a conference championship that you start they start to grind down and get tired. And this might have been a great uh, a blessing for for Madden and, and his finger uh, to grab some time away. Um, I think also maybe for those guys because they you know had a, a big weekend against TCU emotionally. Now they kind of got the finals are over. Now you become a professional baseball player. You don't have school. Now it's wake up, go to the yard, get your work done, go to dinner, yep. hang out with your boys, get up, go to the yard. You know, I mean, it just it's a beautiful time in, in, a, in a college baseball kid's life. It truly is. I'm, I, don't, I know schools is ultimately one of the most important things. I get that and I believe that myself, but. From from a baseball college baseball perspective, man, they live in the life you live as a professional uh, baseball player. It's nothing but baseball at this point. Well, and, and to me, I think that's another opportunity for these guys to get fine tuned. It's another opportunity for them to work on their craft. And yeah, you and I talked about this last weekend about some of those seniors and how they they stepped up in that big situation against TCU. You know. Tristan yeah. Stevens to me has been an unbelievable yeah. part of what this team's success. I know we talk about Todd Madden and I've, I've been really high on the situation with Pete Hansen and how he's progressed and he's changed some things, but Tristan Stevens is that Saturday guy that even the games that he's lost, he's competed so good. Yeah. And he's been in every single game. The team just hadn't produced a lot of runs when he's pitching, you know, so he hadn't benefited for those moments. What, when you're looking at Tristan Stevens and my man, uh, Danny, Danny Davis from the Austin American Statesman talked about how Tristan Stevens got here. And, you know, it was Vince Young running into the corner of the end zone and his favorite, he wears 35 because of Kevin Durant, but he also yep. understands the long line of great pitchers that started in the bullpen like he did and became those starters. When you have a guy like that and you're a head coach and you know your guy, your number one is Todd Madden and you're trying to fill in these guys. And at the beginning of the year, if you would have told me that Pete Hansen was the number two, I would have believed you. Yeah. You know, that yeah. was the original plan. I strongly believe, but Tristan Stevens got his opportunity and he's helped this Texas team who as a club have a 292 ERA, that's impressive, isn't it? No, it's more than impressive. It's unheard of in college baseball hardly anymore, to be honest with you, Michael. And, and that's a great point. I I think he has not flown under the radar from a uh, coach's perspective or a true baseball intellect. He, you know, we, we understand and respect who he is. And from a coach's perspective, to have that guy on Saturday, he either wins the series for you or gives you a chance to win the series back if you lost on Friday. And it is the pivotal game in, in that series. And to have that guy sitting in there on Saturdays and for the success. And the other thing which you brought up is a great point, Michael. He has not had too many, if any, outings where they had to go get him so early that all of a sudden your pen is chewed up for Sunday and Tuesday from that perspective. And he does not let the game get out of balance. 
He does not allow you to have to go get him in the third inning or the second inning after giving up six. And now you got to go to the pen and run the risk of ruining your Sunday or challenging your Sunday, but also challenging your two upcoming Tuesday game. <laughs> and he just hadn't done that. <laughs> Excuse me. And he's been, to me, he's been steady Eddie. And just, I mean, going in there and doing his thing, and you're 1,000% right. He, when you look into that guy's eyes, when I get to watch him on TV, he, he is he is what it's supposed to look like. I'm locked in, and I'm I'm concentrating, and I'm competing. And, uh, and a lot of their success is, you know, and you're right, Madden gets a lot of the accolades because he's Friday night, rightfully so, too. Um, I mean, when it's 99 downhill right at you all night long, that's, you know, that just beats people down. But the reality is, uh, Stevens goes out there and he he pitches, and, and not that his veto is not good, it is, it is real good. But that guy manipulates the baseball pretty good, and there's a lot of soft contact. Yeah, he when runs there it is up. contact with that young man, and when guys are facing. Yeah, he runs it oh, up there pretty good. I said he runs it up there pretty good, and he keeps you off balance, he he moves it in and out, and he's another guy that has learned to pitch over the time that he has been at the University of Texas. And that's an attribute to all the great uh, things that the coaching staff does to get guys ready. Coach, I want to ask you this. Yeah, but let me tell you this, Michael. What he also does, that guy does a great job. If you take that pitch, that uh, plate, and you put it into a triangle, he's able to pitch on both sides of that triangle, and then he's able to pitch at the top and the bottom of it as well. And he, he does a really good job of manipulating the baseball with velo and with power, but that, that it's soft contact. I mean, you don't see guys in there with their heels peeled back, just wham, letting that barrel rip yeah, through their they don't nonstop. never square anything up. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, and that, that again, that's, that's that consistency that I know as a coach, we talked about this before, Friday night, you know, all right, here goes my guy. This week is a Thursday. This week it yeah. starts off tonight with yeah. uh, with uh, Todd Madden going against this Jackson. I think his last name is Cobb or something like that. Wolf yeah. or something. But anyway, he's six foot seven, Coach. He's six yeah. foot seven, and does that <laughs> is that deceptive for a lot of guys? I faced them. I understand. I can tell you, yes, it's very deceptive, especially when you're facing. You can't simulate that in a scrimmage. No, you can't hard. simulate that in an inner squad. You you have to pick out that release point, get downhill, and make sure that he's coming downhill to find the strike zone. Look, yeah. here's the big deal for me. West Virginia is not a good baseball team. We both know it. We've seen it. They're 7-14 and 14 in conference. TCU is playing against K-State. They got a – a guy that could go in the first round that yep. is really tough. We saw him here at Texas going against Ty Madden and Wilkes. But as you look at this weekend and Texas possibilities, if they if TCU loses one game and Texas sweeps, they are tied. Texas wins a tiebreaker, tiebreaker. because they, they, they beat them two out of three in TC, at TCU. Do we are we celebrating the championship this weekend for this Texas baseball team? Does David Pierce get his Big 12 championship trophy? And and I know this sounds crazy, coach, 
but there's still a small group of people that are still trying to figure out if David Pierce is the right guy for the <laughs> University of Texas. This is uh, like, I'm, I think that is the crazy. I don't think people really heard what I said. He's 52 and 12 yeah, in the last two seasons. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, don't know who, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. And I don't, I mean, I look, I, Look, you got you got to you got to take a step back and 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 take the information in that you just said. I mean, it, it basically fifty-two and twelve. If that's what you know, I, that's unbelievable, by the way. But I don't <laughs> yes, know, man. It is, I, my I just, brother. So, yes, it is yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, that, that's. I just think I, it's 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 hard for me to fathom that. I mean, that guy's done a good job. Period. Great I, job. This, you can write away any way you want to. Um, I thought they did a great – they've been unbelievable this year. Now, at the University of Texas, you're still going to be judged by what happens moving forward. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, that's sir. what you sign up for. Yes, sir. What you sign up for. So – and I know he knows that. I'm not saying anything that David doesn't recognize as staff. And, and so that's why he's still pushing buttons. He's still pushing them. He's still getting after them. And, and that's why I would be really surprised really surprised if they don't play uh, emotionally at a high level. The game sometimes just dictates you get beat. I mean, it's just sometimes it happens. And, you know, but the 20, 1920 Yankees got beat. And so there, there, <laughs> there are times when the game is that way. But I'm going to be surprised if, if they don't if they don't share part of the, the, the Big 12 championship this year. Unless TCU, now let me say this, I, you know, Jim and them can go out there and win three games on the road. They are, they are very capable of doing that. Their biggest challenge, I think, is getting through tonight, as you mentioned. I think that kid is good. I just – that's going to be a large challenge for them. If they get through it, how much fun is it going to be watching on Saturday? Ooh. Going, back forth, going back and forth between two games, right? Right. How fun right. is that going to be? Right. And, and to be honest with you, you know, I think Texas moving forward with the regionals and, and all the above, I mean, I think there's a, still some baseball coming – uh, Austin way. And, and it's nothing prettier, nothing, you know, any more exciting than showing up to dish Park field in, in late May and early June. And, and, uh, and there's a regional going on. Those people really like that. I'm going to tell you, man, it's a special uh, place. We all like that. When it's yeah, a special man, place city like likes that, it. Everybody likes it. And, and they're going to let a lot of people in there. Yeah. 100% capacity was announced today. So get your tickets at TexasSports.com yeah, right yeah. now. Because it's going to be fun. And, Coach, you and I talked about this before. Just think about if Texas has a chance to play for that championship on Saturday, what yeah. that scene will look like. You got a chance to see it in TCU when you went up to Fort Worth to watch that Friday night game when it was on TV. <laughs> and that was a damn madhouse up there. But let yeah, me ask pretty. you this. Let me ask you this. And you've been doing yeah. this for a long time. Like I said before, you were a lifetime Longhorn. You had a chance to go to Omaha. You, you, you play with some great, great players. And these types of situations, you can go back to Coach Gus, you can go back to Augie Garrido, but I want to go to the great Ty Harrington. When you're in this situation, what's the message to your team about not pressing one pitch at a time and making sure that the focus is pitch to pitch and not the big game situation, not scoreboard watching. How do you address this conversation with your team? 
the first and foremost, you just said it first and foremost, whatever you have used with your team throughout the year is the message you keep relaying to them today. You don't change anything now. You don't, you don't over, you know, you, cause you're not struggling. Now, if you were, if you were leaking oil, then you, then you come up with something new to, to plug the oil leak up with. But right now you're, you're, I mean, you're, you're Mercedes down the road and you, you got everything, all four wheels rolling right in the right spot. And, and so I, I just, you keep reiterating the message. You keep pushing a button that you have pushed for 14, 13 weeks at this point, And you don't change the message. The messenger doesn't change. The message doesn't change unless something takes a chink in your armor. You, you just keep presenting it the way you've been doing it with the same mentality, the same, you know, whatever you've been using to inspire them every day or whatever they've been using. I mean, again, I think this is a, and this is a credit to, to David and Steph. I think it is a team that is uh, player driven as well. I think there's player leadership involved in this, in this success as well. And I just think that the button, I would, I'd be so shocked if they went out there and they did something totally different, you know, pre-game wise, uh, I, you know, or in the middle of a game, even down three runs, I would be shocked if all of a sudden people start pressing or people start, it's going to look, you look over in that dugout, it's, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm surprised if it looks different than what it's looked when they panned into that dugout down three or up three, you know, in some other games. And so I think the message stays consistent. I think the message, the messenger stays consistent. And then the messages and the players to it, same thing. I'm so excited about this tonight, coach, and this entire weekend. And, and I, you know, as a fan, but more importantly, as someone that understands baseball, this is what you live for. I had an opportunity to win a couple championships in the minor leagues, and there's nothing else like it being around your friends and your compadres for for so, so long, and they understand the struggle and the time that you put into it. And for Texas to be in this situation, which they could have been in this situation last year, pandemic, shortened the year, but they're in this moment right now. It is going to be a special, special moment. They don't dogpile for regular season victories. You only dogpile when you win it in Omaha. Omaha. And I hope that these Longhorn fans get a chance to see this team calmly celebrate a big 12 championship. Well, just for the record, that type of celebration has been going on for a really long time. And so I was a part of a handful of those. Hey, we won the conference, but what's next? Hey, we, we won the regional, but what's yeah. next? And, uh, and so they're right. That's the mentality that's been in existence there for a long time. And, uh, and we'll, and we'll continue um as you know i mean that's just the way this place is and uh that's why it's different than others and special and, and better than most and uh that's why it's always been that way and uh and so it, it is going to be fun this weekend uh i got a man i gotta tell you i hope my, my cats come through this weekend and, and and start playing better um and and get back on the get in the right check the moment for them is is right there as well they can still win a conference tournament, make it to regional. Uh, nothing would make me more exciting and proud for them than for them to get a chance to do that and coach Trout to get their first championship. And, uh, you know, for Texas as well right now to go out there and play lights out this weekend. And maybe they have the ability to maybe go out there and not only play lights out, but lights out and make a statement moving forward. Here we go. And uh, and so, you know, I'd be anxious to see coming out of finals what the what all that, you know, starts to look like. And – 
It's college baseball at the biggest time and the funnest time. You and I are going to have a blast. I'm sure texting back and forth about who's doing what and what's going on and who's playing well and what can you believe that just happened and and uh, and all that because all, 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 it's magnified glasses now. It's not game. 13 not game 30 anymore it's it's 55 or 54 55 56 and here we go and we're headed into postseason and then uh, after by saturday night we'll have a decent idea of what that's going to look like I, and i can't wait coach and i always appreciate you spending yeah. the time of breaking down the game of baseball breaking down what you see as a, a former player but most importantly as a coach and getting us inside the mind before i let you go we got to give a special shout out to our man, Mark Pena, Occupy Left Field. He lost his mom this week. Yep. Mark, I'd never met your mother, but your mother raised a great young man and you yep. do a lot for the, the Texas baseball program. You're yep. one of the biggest supporters, if not the biggest supporter. Absolutely. And I, I know you're going through a hard time right now, man, but we're here for you. So best of luck to you and your family moving forward. Ty Harrington, I can't wait to see what happens next week or the, by the weekend. And you and I can back it up and talk about it again and see what's happening <laughs> next for the Longhorns as they move yeah. forward in the Big 12 tournament. As always, for my man yeah. Ty Harrington, it's your boy Harbaugh Harge. And don't believe everything you see, because even salt looks like sugar. Peace. Adios, my man.